Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and welcome to Thursday. Man, we got a lot of stuff going on here. You know, I was a little disappointed. We were supposed to get a bunch of rain, and parts of the valley did. Unfortunately, where we're at, we, we, we missed it. We got a lot of clouds, not a lot of rain, but I know like Central Phoenix got pounded. Uh, the water keeps coming. Uh, unfortunately, it's not helping the people in Lake Tahoe. And do you see what the water did in New York and New Jersey last night? Uh, just incredible. Uh, New York City, uh, the whole subway system, because it's all big. What, it's just tunnels. Just completely flooded. Uh, they're flooding all over New Jersey, Pennsylvania, all from the hurricane that, that rolled through New Orleans. And, and it just makes you wonder. You know, and we... we we say, you know, hey, we're the greatest nation on earth. We we totally blew the the withdrawal out of Afghanistan. Uh, we can't put these forest fires out. Really, we we can't. I mean, uh, the I don't even know. You know, it just seems like the entire state, the entire West Coast, really has been on fire. Uh, all spring and summer long, and we can't put them out. You know, we we've got. I, I don't know. Maybe the military planes can't be equipped to do it. I don't know, but we've got all these planes and all these things, and somehow we can't get that done. Uh, we can't get the power back on in New Orleans, and and you know, we we sit here, we're watching, we're waiting for tomorrow's jobs numbers. And the stock market hits all-time highs, and yet we've got almost 12.5 million people collecting unemployment checks. We have a central bank that's done nothing but monetize the debt and pumping up uh, you know, falsehoods in the economy. And, and the realities are when you, when you get past all of that, you kind of have that feeling of, man, can't we do better? course we can and and i know jason and kevin were doing a show about hope and and belief and and all of these things but just just know this all the things we go to work for day in and day out you know i get up early get here early uh we put a lot a lot of time into show preps and doing all that we got a great changes coming to the radio station starting tomorrow uh, and all of these great things that are happening but for that paycheck, we rely on hope. They like to call it faith, the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. How much faith do you really have? We got a, a recall election in California coming up, right? Uh, Governor Newsom there uh, probably not going to get recalled uh, they, they, they. Uh, I think they got it where they wanted. Right, they, they got Larry Elder's probably going to win. Unfortunately, it's not going to get that. It doesn't appear to be that far. They, they've scared enough Californians that, um, not sure that he's the the no to recall is right now starting to pull ahead. But this is what they do. This is what they do. And we look at the president, uh, Joe Biden. This is the weakest leader we have seen 
in a long time. You know, uh, there's a lot of reference to Jimmy Carter. He may not even be Jimmy Carter. And we're supposed to rely on the full faith and credit. And, and you look at, did we, did we earn any faith or credit in our withdrawal from Afghanistan? I mean, could it have been anywhere? It's hard to imagine it being any worse. Uh, leaving Americans behind? What? Just left them. And, and knowingly left them. Uh, we find out that uh, the Afghan president was on the phone with, with, with Biden saying, hey, the Taliban is going to take over the whole place. And Joe Biden's trying to, oh, no, you just pretend like they're not. You don't get faith from uh, other places with that kind of leadership. Uh, the, then you see, you know, people may not believe it, but you watch these forest fires raging. Now, uh, Tahoe just getting devastated, and we can't put them out, and we, we can't come up with common sense practices uh, to prevent all of these things. And, and it again, it's a faith and, and, and hope and belief and then you see uh, a hurricane hit New Orleans. Again, which you know, we should be used to that by now. And thankfully, the new levees held up, but now they're saying no power for a month. That doesn't give a lot of faith or hope or belief, does it? And, of course, now we've got a debt market that's totally on steroids. We, we don't have price discovery. There's no price dis- discovery on Wall Street. When we get back, Ken Langone, and he, for those of you that don't know that name, he founded Home Depot. Ken Langone, uh, you know, he was a, his parents were Italian immigrants, so I kind of like the guy. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't pull any punches just went out and absolutely punched our Federal Reserve right in the face with this nonsense of transitory inflation and sounding the alarm that everybody better get ready because you don't really understand what's coming. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800 Probably now more than ever. And it's always in these uh, periods where Wall Street and and the Fed and and the government, right, they're coming out trying to, to impress upon us that what we really see isn't really happening. And, you know, when you start looking at Gold and silver, right? Which is the ultimate heads. Let's not kid ourselves. It's been money for thousands of years. It's gonna keep being money. Here's what what I do know. Federal Reserve notes not gonna be money much longer. Because they printed it into oblivion. Take today's jobless claims. So yesterday, yesterday we had a private survey for jobs that missed expectations by over 200,000 jobs, over 225, 
thousand jobs. Uh, missed the expectations by just under forty percent. Right? So big mess. Today we had first-time jobless claims. They were expecting three hundred and forty-five thousand first-time claims, which seems like an awful lot, especially when they tell us there's ten million job openings. Right? It it, it almost flies in the face. Uh, but yet here we are. The number came in at 340,000. Most of us would say, oh, that's in line, right? That's a push. Right? We're talking about not even a 1.5% difference from the estimate, you know, the, the, compared to yesterday's mega miss. Yet, if you were to turn on the TV in the idiot box today, man, you would have thought this was the greatest number since they invented sliced bread. But I'm listening to these people, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Right? That's, that's, first of all, that's not even a good number to begin with. But now they want us to believe that's a good number. But then there's another number beside it. It's called continuing claims. Right? And that number is, is the old way before we had all of these extra benefits and states paying all this extra money. You know, uh, California, another prime example, just mailed everyone checks again, whether you're employed or not. That number is sitting at $2.75 million. That means, hey, we, we filed the first time, now we're still filing, right? Now, that was better than the $2.8 million that was expected, but again, pretty much in line. But then there's all the other people. And this is the number that a lot of us keep talking about, hey, you're paying people not to go to work. This number rose again. It got below 12 million two weeks ago. Last week, it got to just over 12 million. This week, it jumps another 178,000 jobs. So think about this jobless claims misses by 5,000. But people that are, hey, I no longer get regular unemployment rises by 178,000 and you kind of see where we're, get, where, where we're coming from. You know, yesterday I told you about Social Security. What a joke. The government is out there to gaslight us, to hide the truth, and they go to great lengths to do it. And with the media, this is why, you know, I, I look at like 1360, our station in Colorado. Uh, I, I'm so excited for what we're going to be doing starting tomorrow. I'm going to be doing three hours of radio starting tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be on from 9 to noon, Mountain Time, Colorado Time, Arizona Time. That's 8 to 11. Uh, Arizona, if you want to listen, go to 1360KHNC.com. 
and you can do it there. And, and through your phone and Bluetooth and all that, you can get it right in your car. You can do all that. Listen, listen on your computers. Uh, we got a, a lot of uh, great things. Rick Rodriguez, if you've never heard Rick Rodriguez, he's fantastic. He's going to four days a week now. Uh, Alex Jones is going to move up to the lunch hour, noon to two. So we got a lot of great things coming because the truth needs to be told. Social Security isn't lasting to 2033. I wish it was. And even then, wouldn't that be embarrassing? Does that give people faith and hope? Oh, yeah, we're going to not have... The, 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 The funny thing about it is Social Security is already out of money. We just want to lie about it. We want to, oh, well, you know, I know we, you know, think about this. They spent that Social Security trust fund money like 45, 40 years ago. They spent it. There's no trust fund. It's empty. And every year, wait till you see what it does to the deficits in 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025. We're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars that are going to be added to the debt that isn't even accounted the headlines on the idiot box. S&P rises to a record after better than expected jobless claims. 345, 340. Mm, mm. Uh, Really? That was better? That's what we're going to cheerlead? We had 178 thousand more people say you know what somehow miraculously with all these job postings everywhere they couldn't find work for more than 26 weeks now and and you know that's that doesn't make sense how broken is it how big of a problem do we really have? You know, and we uh, and I've always referred to our our debt problem as a drug problem. It's a drug problem. It's very very similar. You know, the first time the bankers did it, I'm sure it felt really good, right? You know, when you think about. Uh, when they took the gold away from the citizenry in 1933. You know, is it any coincidence like the Roaring Twenties was really just banks behaving badly, really, when you think about it. That was kind of the first stock market crash (laughs) that we've ever seen. And it was just bad, bad bankers. Of course, we had a central bank now that was supposed to prevent that. That was the exact opposite of the plan. But they went off the gold standard. And now we have, I can't even tell you the 
some of the richest men in the world. And I'm not talking about, you know, Bill Gates, that creepy guy, or Bezos, or Warren Buffett, but guys that actually built fortunes for themselves. Coming out and saying, I don't know what the heck Jay Powell's talking about. I don't know what the central bank is talking about. You know, these guys, you know, they, like Ken, get, Ken Langone, Home Depot. He owns restaurants and he owns other small businesses. He invests in a lot of these things. And he's like, I don't know what these guys are talking about. He goes, we got all these jobs. And the bottom line is, everybody out there say, well, just pay him more money. Right? And he, he used North Carolina as an example. He said, North Carolina, you get $400 a week for unemployment. Then the federal government pays another $300. You're getting $700 a week not to go to work. Not to mention, oh, you're going to, don't have to pay your rent, right? Don't have to pay your student loans. Hey, here's some food stamps, right? Think about it. He goes, and we're paying them. 15 18 20 $25 an hour. He goes, what do they think we're going to do? What, do you think next year? When, quote, unquote, you think things are better? That we're going to go tell these employees, hey, you know what? Hey, uh, I know I was paying you 20 bucks, but now things are better. Now I'm only going to pay you 12 That's not going to happen. This isn't transitory. This is... You know, as Jeffrey Gunlot says, this is idiot economics. I think it was, you know, George Bush Sr. When him and Ronald Reagan were running for the nomination for president, called Ronald Reagan's economic policy voodoo economics. And I love Ronald Reagan. Let me tell you right now, I love Ronald Reagan. I think at least in my, for my generation, you know, uh, he was the greatest president we had, the great communicator, without a doubt. But his economic policy truly was, George Bush was right. It was voodoo economics. And we got hooked on it. We got hooked on it. They used Social Security as a way to hide Just like, almost like Iran-Contra, right? Hey, we want to hide the fact that we're funneling money. How do we do it? Through drugs. Almost the same thing. Hey, we want to hide the fact that we're making Americans dependent upon the government. Because that's really what happened. Started spending huge amounts more than we were ever taking. And we as a nation, we had never done that before. And I mean never. We didn't do it during the Great Depression. Uh, you know, during war, yes, 
we'd spend more. As soon as the wars were over, we'd go right back to pretty much even. Let me give you a great example. The federal deficit after World War II was $250 billion. And two-thirds of that was World War II spending. Now, this is tell you how big inflation is. Now, think about Afghanistan. We just spent $2 trillion in Afghanistan. <laughs> Which, no, listen, no offense, but Afghanistan wasn't World War II. And we're talking about, you know, the deficit went up not even $200 billion. It tells you how what they've done to the currency. But from World War II to Kennedy's assassination, before Lyndon Johnson's Great Society, you know that the national debt only went up about $60, 70000000000 billion? Was it? We went off the gold standard by you know, Nixon or Johnson's Great Society. Nixon off the gold standard drug money. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. By God, be darned. Faith, hope, belief. These are things that the government and the central bank are trying to hide because we don't know what to believe. What are we supposed to hope for? What are we hoping for? What? More handouts? How about Ford today? It almost defies logic. Remember the headline. S&P had a new record high because jobless claims were 5,000 less than expected. Pay no attention to the 178,000 that had a... Go to the extra, extra, extra unemployment program. Forget about that, because we don't care about that data. Ford just announced August car sales. They're one of the few that actually report anymore. Down 33%. What? You heard me. Down 33%. General Motors announced just... In the last couple of hours, that due to the ongoing global shortage of semiconductors, you know, the semiconductor little computer chips, that they are going to have to significantly cut North American production. Uh, They're saying that the downtime uh, will start September 13th, uh, and, and pretty much the vast majority of General Motors plants in North America at some point are going to be taking weeks off because they can't build more cars. Uh, Inventory of cars, as an example. You know how many cars are on dealers' lots right now? Less than a million. Now, I, I point that out because if you sell every car on the lot, they got less than 900 and I want to say it's 940,000 cars, which sounds like a lot. If you multiplied that by 12, that's only 11 million car sales. That'd be the lowest sales. Yeah, I take the pandemic period out, you know, but 
in natural. That would be the lowest sales maybe this millennium. That's how low it would be. And, and you're talking about stocks are at all-time highs? That doesn't make sense. What are they hiding? And really what they're hiding is the truth. We've got, and I've been saying this for a while now, stagflation is coming. And I think it's already here. Ken Langone makes me feel a lot better about it, saying, I don't know what these guys are talking about. This is not transitory inflation. You don't take pay raises away from people. And by the way, it's it's unrelenting. And then Goldman Sachs, two weeks ago, lowered its GDP forecast for the second time in three weeks. And they're, they're, they were at 8.5% GDP third quarter. Goldman Sachs is now down to 5% GDP. Now, that still sounds like a lot. This morning, and by the way, they keep lowering them like every week. They've already lowered it twice in three weeks. This morning, Morgan Stanley came out. They had a forecast of 6.5%. They're now saying 2.9. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a lot closer to that number. The economy is having a major slowdown in housing, right? Because costs are so expensive. Cars, because, well, we don't have any, right? Wage cost eating into the profits of all of these companies. And, and, and this is kind of the problem that, that we're seeing now and why this stagflation that I've been telling you is coming is really starting to appear. Our economic growth, with all think about all the spending we've done. Trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions. We've spent, what, about $6 trillion in the last year, not counting the Fed. And counting the Fed, where are we, about close to $8 trillion? And we're talking about a GDP of 29 And you, and you really start to question, what do you really believe? Do you believe inflation's miraculously going to go away? How about this chip shortage? This chip shortage was supposed to be over already. Just like inflation was supposed to be over already. But then inflation became transitory, Right? Then Jay Powell just flat out lied to everybody last week. And I can't even count how many billionaires have come on TV to say, what is this guy talking about? And I go back to how we started the show. The dollar is backed by nothing. It's all based on the perception and belief that we will pay it back. 
We've got a debt ceiling crisis. We don't even know what the debt is right now. The last I saw, the Treasury was down to $300 billion, which maybe gets us to the end of September. But that just means we've added another $500 billion in debt. When the Treasury gets to zero, they add about $500 billion in their bank account when the debt ceiling hit. So we're talking a national debt now that'll be over $29 trillion, almost a 30 Do you believe we're going to pay that back? Do you believe that we have to spend $120 billion a month and made-up money for the central bank to go out and buy treasuries and mortgages? Do you actually think housing prices would stay where they were at if interest rates were at 3 4 5%? Of course not. You already know that you're being sold the bill of goods. Now the question is, what do you do about it? And this is where everybody gets burned, you know, and I, I feel bad because of these millennials. I've got two millennial kids, you know. When the bottom falls out, those that don't have any wealth insurance get wiped out. It's just that simple. Hey, Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800 uh, Today, another billionaire, this time Bill Gross. Uh, for those of you that don't know him, he used to run PIMCO. He founded PIMCO. Uh, he was the Bond King before Jeff Gunlatch and, and, and Double Line. So he was his predecessor, if you will. And he just came out today in his little investment letter and just trashed the United States, uh, calling the U.S. bond market the equivalent to investment garbage. This is... This guy that made his billions in this market. Investment garbage. Why would he say something like that? Remember, it's the full faith and credit. Think about it this way. The Fed admits to 5 plus percent inflation. That's what they admit to. And, of course, yesterday we kind of did the whole rent. And the reason why we poke fun at that rent number, it has the highest weighting. It's kind of like Apple stock. And it's, uh, uh, you know, if you take the fakes, you know, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google, right? If you took those out of the industrial averages, man, it would be such a different picture. But they're so heavily weighted. And that's where the rent thing is so heavily weighted. If if it was accurate, inflation right now would be double digits. That's how important that number is. That's why the Fed came up with this fantasy land number. But even in their their misleading number, a ten year note yields one point two five percent. So think about this. If you're willing to lend our government money, 
for 10 years will pay you 1.25%. Inflation's 5.5%. So you're kind of like, well, wait a minute. 5.5 minus 1.25. I'm losing 4.25% of my money every year by loaning it to you. That doesn't make any sense. And Bill Gross in his letter kindly points out how little foreign governments are buying of our debt. He's like, you know, they're not selling a whole lot. No one's adding more. China's not adding more. Matter of fact, China's actually selling a little. Japan's not adding more. Europe's not adding more. He goes, you know what? They're adding They're adding more gold. By the way, another new... Another country stepping into the gold market. Mongolia, the latest to add to their India added to their reserves again. Brazil did it again. Uh, it just keeps happening. We're addicted to this debt bubble. And the central bank got us addicted. Uh, they have allowed, look at what they've allowed for our government to do. Janet Yellen says, go big, just spend it all. Because interest rates are so low. It's like, you know, even Donald Trump, oh, it's like free money. It's not free money. And now you have multiple experts in government debt coming out in the last several days. One calling it... U.S. bonds investment garbage. The other one calling our fiscal policy and our central bank policy ridiculous. We're no longer interested in being responsible. Ken Langone comes out and says, what the heck are these guys talking about? Why are they still... Buying $120 billion a month, we've got inflation that's coming like a freight train. Wall Street's at an all-time high. You know when the best time to buy gold, what I figured out is, when Wall Street's at all-time highs. That's the best time. Because the highs, unfortunately, are based upon what? Loose monetary policy. It's based upon trying to blow the bubble even bigger. And guess what? They're pushing that, you know, that rubber band analogy, right? You pull on that rubber band, it gets real tight, and eventually it snaps. And I kind of feel like this is where we are in the economy right now. Where we pulled that rubber band really tight. That bubble is really big. And then it pops. And you're one day early, you're okay. Unfortunately, one day too late, and then you're not. And I and and, and the problem is when what day is that day? Well, I know it's not today. There's the good news, because the Dow's the Dow's up 150 points on the great jobless claims number that wasn't that great. Well, there was nothing great about it, other than it was five thousand less than what they estimated. 
But again, this just tells you the lunacy. This is what happens in bubbles. It doesn't have to make sense. We've got, uh, you know, the the digital coins that the only thing unique about them, I guess, is, hey, they're only going to make this many. Uh, it's like tulips. Was that, was that the Dutch? The tulips. We've seen this movie before. But now, right now, I think we're getting, we're getting closer and closer to the breaking of the bubble. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Uh, government jobs tomorrow. Uh, the estimates have been coming down. They're now at 750,000 jobs. I think it's going to be closer to 500,000 jobs, so you know, 50% less than the month before. But we'll wait and see. Uh, that's what gold's going to be waiting for. Silver's going to be waiting for. Gold's 1810, down three. Uh, silver uh, t- taking back yesterday's gain, so silver is kind of bouncing around between $24 and 2425 The Dow, as we talked about, up. Uh, I don't know, whatever, on Fantasy Island. Listen, don't have all of your money into these debt markets. And understand the money we work for, is it's a debt instrument. Get that gold and silver, put it away. So when, when, it, when it does, finally, when that rubber band finally breaks, you're going to be okay. I got a great item today. I've got a hundred five dollar liberties. Now, I don't have the, the, the low ends. They're not they're just gone. But these are AU five dollar liberties. So these are the these are as nice as they get, you know, before they end up getting graded. So almost uncirculated five dollar liberties. Here's the best part. Right now, a $5 lib, our regular $5 liberty is $605. I've got AU $5 liberties at $600. So it's 5 bucks less. And you're getting the, the highest quality around out there before they end up getting slapped and graded and all that stuff. And it's fractional gold, which is always good to have, you know, if you if you ever, you know, who knows what's going on in New Orleans right now. It'd probably be pretty cool to have some uh, gold and silver hanging out, uh, get your hands on some gasoline or a generator right about now, wouldn't it? Uh, AU $5 Libs, $600. I got 100 of them today at 800 951 uh, Take the time, add them to your portfolios. And then we'll see what uh, tomorrow brings with the the government jobs numbers. Uh, But the big news today, really, Morgan Stanley with a major downgrade to the GDP uh, third quarter. Think about the news. Ford says August car sales were down 33%. They they say car sales, if you use what they sold in August, uh, below 13 million. Right, this is uh, we're at 18 plus inventory levels. Say, hey, at the inventories that we're at, we can't even get to 12 million car sales. That's 33 percent. Kind of, it almost mirrors the Ford number. General Motors, we've got to cut more shifts because we don't have enough computer chips. 
You know how you get enough computer chips? I'll tell you how you get enough computer chips. You know how we get enough computer chips. And the cost of the chips are going to double. They're going to triple. Right? And the cost of the automobiles are going to go up and up and up and up until what? Until the supply meets the demand. It's just that simple. Ken Langone said it best. I don't know what the Federal Reserve is talking about transitory. That's not what we have here. And unfortunately, Wall Street hasn't seen it yet. But when it does, when that rubber band breaks, it's going to be very, very quick. And I always say that all the time. How do you go bankrupt? Gradual at first, and then all of a sudden. 800-951-0592. God bless everybody. Join us for our new programming starting tomorrow. Take care.